contrary to popular belief, we pastors do not show up on Sunday without any preparation, but we, like all the people of God, need to continually study the scriptures and hear what new thing God is saying to us. Join us for Alter Echo Text Study as we show you how we study the scriptures to prepare for worship. Hello, and welcome back to the Alter Echo Podcast. I am coming to you today just sitting in my office on this bright and sunny spring day. Yes, a real spring day. I am just delighted, like ridiculously, inappropriately, in the best way, delighted that spring has finally decided to make an appearance. I want to say that really carefully because I don't want to speak too soon or look directly at it too hard and make it go away. (laughs) Um, Lest we say that spring has arrived and somehow scare it off and go back into like a third or fourth round of not spring uh, again. (laughs) But I hope that wherever this finds you um, today that you are doing well and finding a way to get out and enjoy the sunshine. Maybe even go for a walk while you're listening to the Alter Echo podcast. This uh, today is the message and the scripture for Sunday, May 9th. Um, So happy Mother's Day to all of you, uh, and happy fishing opener to all of you as well. And I want to give just a little caveat on that as well, because I know that um, probably not so much for fishing opener, but for Mother's Day, that can be pretty complicated for a lot of people. Um, So if this is truly a happy Mother's Day to you, then wonderful. Um, If this is not a happy day for you, Um, For whatever reason, maybe you have lost your mother or um, you don't have a great relationship with your mother or with your daughter, or uh, you are a person who doesn't have children, um, whether by choice or not, Uh, peace to you today and know that um, you are remembered on this complicated and um, tricky day for many of us. So we see you as well if your experience is not... um, is not purely a happy experience. So the the chapter today for our message is chapter 36 of Brian McLaren's book, We Make the Road by Walking. Uh, And the scripture readings, I'm gonna actually read both scripture readings for you um, that we'll be using in worship this Sunday. The first one is from the book of Acts, chapter 4. 2 verses 41 through 47, which reads like this. So those who welcomed Jesus' message were baptized, and that day about 3,000 persons were added. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers. Awe came upon everyone because many wonders and signs being done by the apostles. All who believed were together and had all things in common. They would sell their possessions and goods and distribute the proceeds to all as any had need. Day by day, as they spent much time together in the temple, they broke bread at home and ate their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having the goodwill of all the people. And day by day, the Lord added to their number those who were being saved. Here ends the reading. And the focus reading for this Sunday is Colossians chapter 3, verses 12 through 17. 
As God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. Bear with one another, and if anyone has a complaint against one another, forgive each other, just as the Lord has forgiven you, so you must also forgive. Above all, clothe yourselves with love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony, and let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in the one body. And be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Teach and admonish one another in all wisdom, and with gratitude in your hearts sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs to God. And whatever you do, in word and deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Dear friends, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So this, these two Bible stories are from a chapter, as I mentioned, called The Uprising of Worship. And so I want you to hold worship in your mind um, for the next few minutes as we venture together into these Bible stories today. Now, of course, worship um, includes a little bit of a different context than it did just three years ago. Uh, for many of us, um, especially for us at St. John's, we might never have ventured into the realm of online worship or into regarding something like listening to a podcast as worship um, prior to the stay-at-home order at the beginning of the pandemic, but here we are, and I think we're richer for it. Worship looks different now than it did just a few short years ago, and worship in many senses is broader now, more inclusive, more expansive, reaches us physically where we are in a way that it never did before. And I think also our sense of um, connection has changed around worship, uh, and I mean that in a really great way, um, because we, I would venture to guess, maybe took a little bit for granted before the availability of in-person worship and the proximity to physically gathering with a group of fellow believers in our Lord Jesus Christ for worship, um, and how sweet it is to be able to do that now uh, after sort of a hiatus on that for a couple of years. It has been so good to be able to worship with you, people of St. John's and anyone who's listening, um, in person and via live stream and via podcast and any other way and in the parking lot and any other ways um, that we've been physically or spiritually gathered for worship in this time. So we're thinking about worship today and in particular, the uprising of worship. So I want to invite you to check in with yourself first mm -hmm. as we venture into this together. If you are considering this as your worship for the week, welcome. Um, I want to ask you to, to do a mental and spiritual check-in right now. How are you as you arrive for worship in this experience today? Or rather, um, where are you at mentally and spiritually? Are you settled, feeling peaceful, maybe mentally and spiritually ready, so to speak, 
or open to the presence of God in your life? Or um, I wonder if others of us are maybe a little bit frazzled or frenzied if you're listening to this podcast on the go, like in the car or something, as you're going to and from different places and obligations in your life, you might be feeling a little frenzied as you make your way between commitments. But maybe uh, when you come to worship, you have this feeling of putting on hold or on pause some of the regular needs and concerns or stressors of life, kind of feeling like, I'm going to leave all that at the door or at home or somewhere else for the time being so I can really try to focus on worship. I wonder if some of us are tempted to set aside what we think of as real life and what we're really dealing with as we come to worship. Maybe even um, some of you who have had the experience of Kind of, kind of coming to worship, whether in person or virtually like this, uh, in sort of an unsettled place. Maybe you had a conflict in your life that's still weighing on your heart or your mind from the day before or the week before or longer. Or maybe more recently you had a disagreement with a spouse or a child or a parent on the way to worship and that's still kind of really, really fresh on your mind and on your heart in this time. Well, people of God, worship, let me say that in a different way. In worship, God confronts our real lives, our real selves, and our real relationships, including what within us needs to shift or grow because we are followers of Jesus or rather because we are following Jesus. God, despite what we might think and what we might mm, like mentally think we need in order to be present to worship, God does not want us to check our real life at the door or when we turn on the podcast <laughs> uh, for the sake of worship. Because following Jesus is not separate from our real lives. Following Jesus is our real life and happens in the real context of our daily interactions and our daily lives. Because following Jesus does not make us static beings, static people, or that we have a static faith. In worship, we hear the story of Jesus, which continually transforms us for a fuller life and a fuller expression of discipleship. So lest we are tempted to hear the story of Jesus uh, and assume we know the whole thing or assume that we know how it will impact us and how we will react to it, let us be reminded always that the, that the story of Jesus and his radical love for us and for the world is continually breaking us open again to transform us to more fully live as followers of Jesus Christ. Which means we don't get to stay comfortable. Which means we get to live in worship in the expectation that God is always doing something new within us, within our community, and out in the world. 
So I want to go back for a minute to that reading from Colossians chapter 3, and I'm going to read part of it again and ask you to listen in a different way this time to this question. What trait or characteristic in Colossians 3 do you desire for worship to cultivate in a greater way in you? In other words, which of these characteristics or traits would you yearn or long or hope to be transformed by? So here, I'll read them again. As God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. Bear with one another. And if anyone has a complaint against one another, forgive each other. Just as the Lord has forgiven you, so you must also forgive. Above all, clothe yourselves in love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in the one body, and be thankful. Here ends the return to that reading. So which of those traits or characteristics do you desire to have cultivated a deeper capacity within you? For any of these, there are going to be positive impact and implications in every area of your life, in your relationships, in your discipleship following Jesus, and even in your self-image. By having a greater depth, breadth of any of these traits of faith grown within you. So here it's probably helpful to acknowledge that having your capacity of any of these deepened only, and I really mean only happens when we are challenged. We do not grow our abilities or our capacities for any of these traits when life is simple or easy or straightforward or comfortable. It only happens when we are challenged. Think about it in this way. We do not develop a greater compassion unless we notice, I think, ourselves being indifferent in some way and being, and being discontent to be indifferent or to remain indifferent. We only develop a greater ability for kindness if we have noticed ourselves being inconsiderate or even cruel. We only are going to become more humble or develop an increased humility when we see that we have been tempted to be excessively proud. We will only <laughs> become more meek if we have noticed or experienced ourselves being arrogant in some way. We will only develop a greater depth of patience, and this one I know very deeply in myself, 
if we have been unhappy with our own impatience, we might only become better able to really forgive if we have noticed ourselves punishing someone, possibly even ourselves, and do not want to continue punishing, but instead hope to forgive more fully. We will, people of God, only increase our love if we have observed and been un observed and been discontent to notice hatred in our own self. We do not develop greater capacities or talents or likenesses of any of these traits in worship unless we have noticed our own lack of them, our own antithesis of them. For example, I once knew a woman whom, after years of knowing her, I would describe as difficult. She lived with fractured relationships with many people in her life. And she often struggled to see the perspective of those people with whom she desired relationships. She often was frustrated or disappointed because she had been abandoned or just severed from some of these folks in her life. This woman, if she did not agree with something, would often become irritable or critical. And she had a great observed tendency to blame others for things that were not as she wanted them to be. And she struggled to accept any amount of responsibility in situations that were not to her liking. It would have been easiest for me, frankly, in knowing this woman to write her off, to dismiss her, or just really to avoid her in the first place. But that was not really an option for me. And knowing her, and walking with her, listening to more of her story, grew in me not only a deeper understanding, not approval necessarily, but a deeper understanding of this woman and her story, which grew in me a greater capacity for compassion. Even though most of the time I experienced her to just really be downright offensive for the most part. And I'm really grateful that I persisted with her and that knowing her helped me to understand someone who was very different from me, I think, and developed in me a real increased ability to have compassion for someone whom I found difficult. <laughs> hmm. So people of God, here's what I have for you today. When we gather in the presence of our God and one another for worship, specifically for worship, the love of Jesus transforms us. That's it. When we gather in the presence of God and other people, and it has to be and 
both God and other people. The love of Jesus transforms us and changes us in ways that we could not do on our own, but by the love of God in Jesus Christ. We, as followers of Jesus, can develop a greater capacity for compassion, kindness, humility, meekness, patience, forgiveness, love, peace, and thankfulness. So let's practice that today. In the presence of God and one another, here for worship, let us practice this. Embody perhaps only one quality that we might desire a greater capacity for in ourselves. Thankfulness. Gratitude. Hold in your mind and in your heart one thing or one person that you are grateful for who has challenged you, who it is not always easy to love, but who has helped you in some way by the love of Jesus, be more compassionate, more kind, more humble, a bit more meek, and perhaps even more patient. Who or what are you thankful for that has helped you to forgive when you did not think you could forgive that much or that, that well? This is what worship does within us and among us. Worship for us in this Easter season when Jesus is risen and we are made new and all is made new. Worship is the thing that transforms us by the love of God in Jesus Christ to follow Jesus more closely and to infect ourselves, our families, our community, and our world with a fuller expression of Jesus' love. Thanks be to God, and thank you for worshiping together and with me. Amen. And now God's word is alive in us again anew. And we get the blessing of being called to let it echo through us out into the world in which we live. Everyone, if you wish to give your offering now to support things like this podcast and the work and ministry of St. John's Church in Lakeville, Minnesota, I invite you to do that. Please go to our website at sjlcl.org. I'll repeat it, sjlcl.org. And up in the right-hand corner, you'll see a little button named Donate. Hit that button and you can give your offering to God and for the work of God in the world through this church in Lakeville, Minnesota. Thank you in advance for the gifts and the offerings that you give. And now as we go on our way, we are sent with the blessing of peace, the benediction. Dear friends, may the road rise to meet you. May the wind be always at your back. May the sun shine warm upon your face and the rains fall soft upon your fields. And until we meet again, till we meet again, may God hold you in the palm of his hand. God loves you, everyone.
God be with you until next week.